Lisa and I welcome Sierra Sill to our podcast. Got a grumpy old man in your life? Change that. Okay, not that way. <laughs> Sierra Sill Natural Mineral Joint Pain Relief with a money back guarantee at Shoppers, London Drugs, and the best health food stores. Head over to sierrasill.com, S I E R R A S I L.com. Use your code GF and get 10% off your purchase. Well, we got a lot, a lot, a lot. So let's get episode 20 rolling. Hello, Lisa Brandt. Hello, Aaron Davis. Happy to be here with Gracefully and Frankly once again. We are going to talk about chicken cutlets, but no recipe. That's right. And no offending vegans or vegetarians. Oh my God, I don't want to do that. It's not about actual chicken, but we are going to talk about being offended and ageism. Yeah, it's a real thing. And there's a campaign underway to make younger people aware that they're doing it, I think. But I think we also have to take a step back and make sure we're not overreacting or reacting to it when it's not really happening. But it does happen. I think we both experienced it. Yeah, we have. I mean, when I was fired at 40, 20 years ago next month, wow. I thought for sure I was done because I had a hip replacement. Not my body. It was a hipper morning show that came in. But it all ended happily and life does go on. And you know what? We'll delve into that. We'll delve into the tempest in a passport and all kinds of other stuff today. So get ready for a great ride and an even better sleep tonight. Thanks to our sponsors, Envy Pillow. Envy Pillow. I've had a few questions lately from podcast listeners about the Envy Pillow. Which one should I get? What should I do? Well, the baseline Envy Pillow is shaped the same as the other ones, but you can always get the copper infused. You can get the other goodies that go along with it as well. Make sure you get one of those silk pillowcase covers with the rope. The rope tote. Yeah, I love that because you can sling this thing over your shoulder. It's as pretty as a drapery tie and you carry it with you, the travel version. When you fly or take a train or even in the car, it's so comfortable. And one of the things that we are comfortable with in dealing with Kathy and Kim, two RNs who founded Envy Pillow, and that's E-N-V-Y, V as in voluptuous. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't completely love it, They'll take it back, you'll get your money, and they'll donate it. So that's just part of the joy of working with Envy Pillow and sleeping with them's even better. <laughs> that's right. And when you have that pillow slung over your arm, I always felt like a five-year-old with my regular pillow when I would clutch it going into a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, you can get 10% off any purchase at the EnvyPillow.com website. Just use the code GF and away we go. So I can't even tell you how many people got in touch with us. Well, you saw it, too, on our Gracefully and Frankly Facebook page about the foot and mouth disease that we started the episode with a couple weeks ago. Uh, Apparently, we all do it. Yeah, I guess we do. It's funny, though. You feel like you're alone in the world when you say something so wrong in the moment. Yeah, you wish you were alone in the world when something <laughs> embarrassing happens like that. Like what I did on the weekend. Now, People who go to my vlog at AaronDavis.com or any of the other places. And of course, Lisa has voice of Lisa Brandt. You've got a wonderful, wonderful blog as well. People who saw Mondays know what happened. But I have to share this because I kept thinking as it's happening, I can't wait to tell Lisa about it. And you've seen it. 
but what we used to call the Reader's Digest version. Okay. The local firefighters, because it was going to be in the mid to upper 20s here in North Saanich, our part of Vancouver Island, and we set records all over the place on Saturday for heat. So they said, we're going to come and spray from the trucks and let everybody cool off. And it happened to be in a schoolyard near us. We had Colin and I said, okay, let's go. So I put on some leggings and I put on a tankini top, a long bikini top, which I found out no longer fits me because Hmm. everything has gotten a little bit smaller. And when we lose weight, as you well know, it always goes first from the places you want to keep it. (laughs) Exactly. The boobs. The boobs, the butt cheeks, the cheeks. So there I am, just two sad little beanbags. And I thought, well, (laughs) if I'm going to wear this thing, I've got to put in a little bit of a boost. So I got a what we call a chicken cutlet. It's a little silicone, like a pad almost. And it's comfy and and warm and it's just, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, Rob likes to nestle it up against his cheek after I've been wearing it. Is that too much information? The lease of loss, bring me a cutlet. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, someone else is doing that today because we ran through this stream, this plume of cold water, Colin and I, hand in hand, and it was cold, but it was wonderful. And when I got home, I realized that my left chest was even more deflated than usual because one of these little chicken cutlets had fallen out. Oh, no. So we're looking around the house, retracing my steps, checking in the mini to see if it's there. Yes, the same mini Lisa and I shot our promos in. (laughs) And it's nowhere to be found. So Rob and I go back. And we found all kinds of stuff on the field, you know, clothes and a child's mask, which really would have worked in a pinch, uh, and a few other things, including a juice pouch, which would also work if you had to. But uh, we didn't find it. And then the scenarios of what happened to that cutlet started going through my head. All I could think was, I bet Dottie would find it. Because (laughs) it's got your scent. And she'd be like, well, wait a minute. This smells like mom. You're probably right. She has started pulling out the odd sock and things that I leave on the floor, which, as you know, are many. Well, the other thing was, I remember when I had Leroy, the border collie, and he grabbed my mouth guard once and looked at me and smiled with the funniest face ever, and then it snapped in half, and that she would probably pick it up and pierce it with her teeth. So in a way, it's good she didn't find it. Yeah, someone's dog or child has made off with this thing because it's not like the field was groomed. There was still stuff on the field. So goodness knows what happened to it. But all I know is somebody's mother was horrified. (laughs) And really, isn't that what Mother's Day weekend is all about? You know, also, Lisa, as I was wearing that cutlet, I was hearing in your voice, they're not looking at you anymore. And and I know you meant that. Like, chill, girl. Don't worry so much about right. what needs padding and, and what is who you are. We're now fading, fading, fading. It would seem not in personality, not in worth, not in anything, but it's just that if people gave us a first look to begin with, they're not giving us a second look. Yeah. And like you say, I don't mean that to be an insult whatsoever. It's almost freeing in a way. It's like I don't have to worry about measuring up to something. 
that I never measured up to anyway, but you know what I mean? We always tried. Like you're going to be trying tonight at your book launch. I'm sure you're going to look like a million bucks as you and your writing partner present trade up. And I suggested you wear overalls. Does nobody bedazzle anything anymore? Why not, Lisa? What would Mike Holmes do? The last time I wore overalls was when I was doing an event with Mike Holmes. And it made sense to go and get a pair of overalls like he wore. But no, I I think it's going to be a last minute decision as to what to wear. And I'll probably end up in pajamas or something. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm going to do. Oh, our go-to outfits. Well, I'm very excited for you tonight. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. And I know a lot of folks, you have us with you on your bike rides and your walks and your first coffee of the day, and they happen to be in your area. Can we just mention May 18th, if you're listening to this this morning, you can go by and meet Lisa and find out more about it. Right. You just need to get a ticket at the Eventbrite link so we know you're coming. That's all. I'm so happy for you. This is a wonderful thing. Oh, thank you very much. And, you know, the book being about the skilled trades and that kind of thing, there is a whole area of life where your age really doesn't matter. Your experience counts for a lot more. And it's funny, you and I have been in these careers like broadcasting, whatever, where we kind of, I don't know if you did as much, but I think you did. We're kind of aware that people were looking at us like, why don't you leave and make room for somebody younger? I mean, there really was that kind of feeling. I know it affected a lot of the guys, too. And it was just one of those vocations where there were a lot of people wanting to do what we did. Mm -hmm. And the trades is completely different right now, where there are a lot of availabilities for jobs, and there aren't enough people to fill them. So it kind of turns everything on its head when it comes to age. One of the things I was reading up on ageism before we had this chat today, and surprise, surprise, we do research stuff. This isn't just things that we talk about, you know, that are fun and embarrassing, but that 40, if you're let go from your job at 40 or that terrible misnomer laid off, which, you know, in the auto industry, it used to mean, well, you're going to be called back when the industry picks up again, but you're not coming back. No. Um, That 40 is often seen by potential employers as too old. You become more of a liability in terms of health expenses or the things in your life that might call you away from your work and that sort of thing. But in the trades, The trades don't care how old you are. Can you climb under that sink? Can you put wires together? Are you able to get up on a ladder? Well, yes, 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 in most cases. So go for it. Any age. Right. And, you know, that's why you see a bricklayer who's been out in the sun and looks like he's 106 years old because his face is all, you know, burned from the sun. But he can go a million miles an hour, like nobody who's new at the job can. Mm -hmm. And I say he or she now, because there are many more women getting in. You know, I was reading something on LinkedIn the other day about some company looking for people and wanting a four-year commitment. And someone wrote, why are you not looking at somebody older? Even somebody who's 60, you want a four-year commitment? You're going to get four prime excellent, wise years out of this person, but you won't even look at them. I got asked for my age in a freelance writing application, and you can't do that. Like, that's just illegal. What? But it's because they want to weed you out. They want to weed you out if they can, without even having a look at what you've done or what you do. And it happens. I think men feel it a lot 
earlier than we do if they've been downsized, especially if they want to stay in the exact same work that they were doing, which I find, you know, and this is just anecdotally, this certainly isn't a generalization because I don't know, but the men that I know who've been downsized only want to do what they've been doing, with my husband being the exception. So that makes it tougher, too. You have to be willing to be flexible and to change lanes. And who knows what you're going to find in that other lane. There's so many examples of people who thought, this is just what I do and this is what I'm always going to do. But finding that niche is part of growing forward. I was just in contact with a woman the other day who has started an ASMR, which is the sound of when you can hear consonants. And sounds like that. What we used to edit out as mouth noise. Uh, But she has started a podcast to help people with anxiety. And I listened to it. She wanted my feedback. And I said, don't change a thing. It's wonderful that you're doing this. I'm so happy for her. So never be afraid to change lanes. Yeah, it's not like it used to be. I mean, you know, some cultures totally revere the elderly and (laughs) we're not elderly, but revere older people. And uh, in this culture, uh, it's, it's different. I have one nephew who loves to, and I'm doing air quotes here, make fun of my age. Now, I've always, even when I was young, I used to think that is the stupidest thing because I'd see a peer of mine making fun of somebody who was 50 for being 50. And I'd think, wait a minute, you jerk. I want to be 50 one day. Mm -hmm. How is that something to make fun of? Because youth is just so absolutely exceptional and that's what we all want. And, you know, it's, I, I find it just frustrating and immature and, self-aggrandizing for somebody young to just think that somebody older envies them. Mm -hmm. I've already been there. Yeah. I screwed it up beautifully. I don't want to go back and do it all over again. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Now, you had an experience that really brought this home. Well, it just, I mean, it happens every once in a while. And I always stop and think, okay, is this ageism? Is this something else? Was I just misinterpreted? Was I an idiot? But this woman at Canadian Tire, young woman, was opening. It was I was her first customer of the morning at the garden center because I get up early. Oh, was it in Oakville? Did you go to the F. Trudeau one? Oh, no, I didn't. Where everybody seemingly wants to sleep with the prime minister? That's just it because I don't want to F. Trudeau. So I figured I wouldn't join them. But um, (laughs) no, and she just, as I walked up and she's like, do you have a points card? And I saw I have my Triangle MasterCard, which is the Canadian Tire thing. Yeah. And um, I couldn't find it. I had used it in a parking lot and I don't know where I put it in my purse. And she was audible. (sighs) Oh, oh, oh. There was nobody behind me. Oh, there was nothing, you know, and thinking back to when I was her age, doing a job maybe I didn't love. Maybe she had some other stuff to do. She felt pressured. I don't know what was going on in her life, but it was really unpleasant for me. I finally just paid with something else. And I I went to my car with the buggy and unloaded it. And when I did, I noticed that there was a keychain in it with the barcode and everything on it that somebody had either put in and not paid for or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when I came back, I just held it up and I said, hey, there's a keychain in here. And she looked at the guy she was working with and rolled her eyes. I'm not kidding. It was like she wanted me to know. And she goes, yeah, whatever. And I said, oh, so you're saying you don't care. She goes, yeah, pretty much. Oh, 
So I put it back in the buggy and put the buggy away. And I turned around with my biggest smile and I said, you can have a nice day. Wow. But she just decided I wasn't worth anything, I guess. I don't know, whatever. And it was just a little exchange, but it was kind of like, you have no idea yeah, how little I like coming to this store anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Almost as little as she does, obviously. I didn't have a perfect attitude every day when I was young working. And, and I don't want to be overly hard on her, except that it was just so obvious and it never lightened up. Like a smile for me didn't make her break, you know, and think, oh, here's a person, right. you know, right. She was dug in and yeah, I just figured it was because I was older. The oldest I ever feel in the shopping experience is when I'm going through a self-checkout. And there are going to be people who say, well, use the cashiers. That's what they're there for. You're taking away their jobs. I don't subscribe to that. They've got self-checkout because they can't find good cashiers. Much like that Canadian tire you were at, she was not a good cashier. She should be stacking in the back. I would have preferred self-checkout to her, definitely. Uh, I would have preferred self-injury to her. But anyway, <laughs> is when we're doing the self-checkout. Now, usually at our little stores in Sydney, where so many people here on Vancouver Island are older themselves, they come over and they're not condescending. But our daughter-in-law shops with me occasionally, and I have hot flashes when I'm with her. And Brooke, I know you're listening, and this isn't about you. This is about me, because I'll get there, and all of a sudden I think, Oh my God, what do I do? Oh my God, where's my app? I get my app for my points. I put that on and then I invariably put it on the wrong screen. And she's like, no, there. So I put it there. And then I, I take things off after I paid for them and I move them away from where the bag should be. No, you got to put it where the bag is. And while she's directing me and helping me, all I'm hearing is, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. Right. And that's the voice yeah. in my head. It's not her. But it truly is the most stressful experience because I feel like our 98-year-old friend Mira trying to play Minecraft. You know, I just feel so out of my element. And I think, damn, I can edit. I can record on podcasts. I can do Zoom meetings across the country. I can do this stuff. Why can't I check out some broccoli that has to be weighed? You know, yeah. that's when I feel oldest. But how much of ageism is about us. And I'm going to just turn this around and not blame the victim here. But I wonder about that. Well, I think it's easy. And I think, frankly, it's it's the same as if you're a woman working among men, or you're of a different race, and everybody else is of a different race, and you're the minority. I think that if, you know, you're going to be a reasonable person in this world, you have to stop and say, okay, is that really what that was? And not jump to a conclusion and just assume. Because, of course, racism exists and sexism and, and ageism. Of course, they all exist. But there are times when, I mean, you know, we've talked about how stupid things have come out of our mouths before we even know it. That happens to other people, too. And they mean no harm, right? So I think we do need to do that little gut check and say, okay, is that what was happening? And after you've eliminated somebody just having a mouthful of marbles and not knowing what to say, then you can go to the ugly thing that may be happening. Or a bad day. We all a have bad, bad day. days. Absolutely. Like I had a bad day last week and I took it out on Twitter and I regret it. But didn't Twitter start it?
Okay, so you had a bad day on Twitter, but wasn't it Twitter's beginning that made you were sort of reacting? You didn't start something, no, right? You got to be starting something. <laughs> In this case, uh, I was having a bad day. It was it was you know, last Thursday, as and as people who listen here know, that's a very heavy day on our calendar. Yes. And it all started up, I think, the day before, because we were flying home from our vacation that day. And I see this passports trending. And I'm going, okay, that's interesting, I suppose. I've got mine in my hand. And it turns out because there's a new design for the passport. And honestly, I didn't hear about it in time because, Lisa, I was busy pouring over my passport and learning as much as I could from every single page because it's so filled with history. And it really is where all Canadians right. learn their history. And I am being facetious. Of course. Yes. yes. Oh. Forget Google. We turn to our passport and uh, and see what the history is there because that's the main source, right? Turns out that it is. And now that Terry Fox and Nellie McClung, by the way, nobody mentions Nellie McClung. And Vinnie Ridge are no longer in the passports. They're just going to fade away. And, you know, what can we do? Well, this is, and I called it manufactured rage. I did not invent that phrase. And some people said it's not manufactured. I'm angry. I'm going to say that if you're angry about the changes to the passport, there's a very good chance you want a change in government. Yeah. And you have forgotten that until the early 20-teens, there were no historical figures in our passport. No one is erasing history. They're changing a passport right. for security reasons. Some people said, Lisa, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, it was broke because it needs to be updated continually so that it's not able to be counterfeited. Well, here's the other thing, and I know you're alluding to this here, is that the Trudeau government, whatever you think, whatever, you know, what's going on, is over and over and over being accused of wanting to erase this country's history by trying to be more fair to minorities and to immigrants and that kind of thing, right? So this is the songbook that's been sung from. And the passport is just the latest thing. So you got drawn into a, an argument with somebody or just some reactions? Or I tweeted. I had a comment on it. And you know me. I usually try and stay away from controversy because it's not my quote unquote brand. And it's not what I'm known for. And my whole life, my whole career has been about not offending anybody. I try and walk a careful walk. But then this guy, one guy started tweeting me back and in French wrote, you are silly. So I Googled and wrote back to him in French, how to do it. Thanks, Google Translate. <laughs> for me to care about your opinion would require me to know who you are. And then he answered in French, and I just thought, oh, I'm going to block you. I don't care. But I just thought, two can play this game, you sap. <laughs> it's just there were people who disagreed, who thought it was erasing history. But again, it comes down to this. If you don't know who Terry Fox is, unless you have opened your passport and gone, huh, this looks like an interesting guy, then there is something completely wrong with your education. Oh, well, right? that's because the government's uh, not teaching Terry Fox in schools, Erin. Uh, Tell that to my grandson who takes part in a Terry Fox run every September. There you go. Tell that to my grandson who has a book called Little People, Big Dreams, specifically the Terry Fox story because he finds it so compelling. 
because you disagree with me does not make you stupid. It, it means you have a different opinion. And I will generally respect an opinion unless it comes from tribal rage farming, wherein if Trudeau cured cancer, Pierre Polyev would stand up in the House of Commons and demand to know why he hates Albertans with Parkinson's. Right. This is where we are in this country where it's just petty little things. We've got countries around us at war. We've got our neighbors to the south with a member of Congress calling for a separation. We've got all of these problems around us. And all we can find to bitch about is whether Trudeau wore the wrong socks or whether he's erasing history by changing the passport. I'm sure he sat there with his wife, Sophie, and they designed the passports themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He got the kids involved and they did all the pictures. Yeah. Honestly. And all of these people going back to the F. Trudeau rallies and the one in Oakville. You know what? You want to get rid of Trudeau? Vote in the next election because that's what everybody else did. We are not the United States. I seem to remember, I mean, I wasn't as plugged in, obviously, when I was a kid, but I seem to remember my parents, for example, there would be an election, their person didn't get in, and they'd be like, all right, in four years, we're coming back. Right. In the meantime, let's get some some work done type of thing, right? And now it's just, I don't know if we blame Donald Trump. Actually, you know what? We don't blame Donald Trump because I read a book about William Randolph Hearst, and politics in the States was almost exactly what it's like right now. Of course, he had the power of the press mm -hmm. to print all of his BS and to say, oh, my opponent's doing this and blah, 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 and then do a little tiny retraction later when, because it wasn't true. Or, yeah. I mean, it was the same BS. They were raised on this crap and now we've inherited it. And thank you, Facebook. Exactly. And you and I, I can speak for myself. I have voted for every single party. So have I. Except communist or, or the people's party. Not, yeah, not the Nazis. No. Call us woke. All of this to say that it is a tempest in a passport. And I will tell you a little anecdote on our way down to the United States a week and a half ago. I opened up my passport and happened to see a hockey team there. And of course, it was no particular hockey team. But I asked the U.S. Customs guy, could you stamp this one for luck for the Maple Leafs? Yeah, I'm, I'm out there. And uh, and he said, no, we don't stamp passports anymore. You're just going to have to you're just going to have to cross your fingers. Yeah. So uh, that is the only time I have specifically opened my passport for any reason. People, honestly, it's just another reason to be angry. Is that the reason the Leafs lost? Because you didn't get a stamp? <sighs> Lisa, I love you, but that was too soon. <laughs> Sorry, it's 1967 and it's still too soon. Oh, poor Leaf fans. I always think of my former work husband at 680 News, Paul Cook. Every time, and I think I see the hopeful look on his face, and then the devastation later. But then I see it in real time with you guys. Too. Yeah, well, when it turned out that they lost, they lost, they lost three in a row, it was not meant to be, and we didn't have that seventh game heartache. Uh, we had the whole thing about that goal that sh should have been a goal, but wasn't. But oh, while we're talking, being offended. Let me tell you a brief story here and get your opinion on it. Okay. A former journalist, now retired, who I greatly respect, was looking for an apology from the CBC because Chris Cuthbert, just before they went to a break, 
referred to the ongoing rerun and rerun and rerun from every single angle of the video of the puck under the other guy's skate, under the Panther's skate, Mm -hmm. which had it gone in the net, did it, didn't it, whatever. And uh, he said, we'll be back with more results from the Zapruder film right after this break or whatever. Now, the Zapruder film, as everyone knows, has historical significance. It refers to the only real video that is in existence of JFK's assassination in Dallas. Right. So it brings to mind the grassy knoll and how, you know, and if you watch the JFK movie, how is it they play it over and over and over. Right. Yeah. So this former journalist tweeted wanting an apology from CBC for having referred to it as the Zapruder film. And I decided to tiptoe into controversy there, and it didn't end up being it. But I just said, I said it in the moment as well. I said to Rob, they're looking at this like the Zapruder film, only as a comparison of parsing over every single quote-unquote frame of, of this digital video to see what happened. It wasn't meant as any sort of a comparison to, you know, the events of 1963. So why were they offended? Are they a relative? Like, what's the deal? I don't know whether Zapruder has come to mean something holy (sighs) in the annals of American history. I don't know. But again, if you're looking to be offended, you can be offended anywhere. I was listening to, you know, I'm a stand-up comedy freak, and I was listening to Tom Segura the other day, and and I loved his take on being offended. He said, you have every right to be offended. You can be offended by whatever you want to be offended by. Absolutely. Fill your boots, be offended. What you don't have a right to do is have anybody else agree with you or have anybody else change their behavior because of you. And it's true. I mean, I've seen things that have tweaked me the wrong way, but that doesn't mean I have to expect that somebody else is going to take that thing away, do something differently. That's really good. That's right up there with our favorite Ricky Gervais. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. That's right. Are you offended? No. Are you? No. That's what's wrong with us, Lisa. Neither of us get offended at each other. I know. I find that offensive. And just to prove that even I can't offend Lisa, when she told me about an ad that she did for anti-ageism, I said, that was great. Why didn't they get somebody younger? (laughs) (laughs) So let's listen to this and you can tell us the backstory, okay? Here we go. When you look at me, you don't think I ride a motorcycle. You don't think that I'm into social media, that I have so many apps on my phone. You don't think about how I'd bring a wealth of expertise into your workplace, how I'd be a great team player. You just think I'm too old, over the hill, out of touch. Age is just a number, but ageism is everywhere. And like every other kind of prejudice, it's just plain wrong. Find out more at justanumber.ca. So that's from a small nonprofit in Toronto called Haven, and they look after specifically older men who are homeless because they're very vulnerable in um, shelters. You know, older men, younger men, they get they get assaulted, that kind of thing. So they're trying to create awareness that older people aren't, you know, we're not all dumb. We have apps on our phones. We do things. There are people at work that respect us. We We aren't just the person with the gray mop of hair that you happen to see. So that's what that's about. And the lopsided boobs. Don't forget that. We are those people, too. Mm-hmm. That's me mm-hmm. and you. And we've got a lot to give. 
but we are out of time, so we want to thank Envy Pillow one more time for making this possible, making it free to you. Gosh, we'd love your feedback, of course, at the Gracefully and Frankly Facebook page. You can email us as well. Gracefully, frankly at gmail.com. We always answer, we promise. Yes, we do. And in the meantime, we will talk to you here again next week for episode 21. I love you, Lisa. Just try and offend me, would you? <laughs> I love you too. How's that? <laughs>